Poor Selma. You were having such a lovely evening. And then I went and spoiled it all by doing something stupid like explode you. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by the Simpsons Quotes that nobody gets any more Facebook page and nohomers.net. I am Dando. I am Mitch and I am back in Australia. You are here this time. Why didn't you want to speak last week? I am Mitch. <laughs> did you like what I did there though? I did. I was uh, having a good chuckle to myself as I was driving around the fine country of New Zealand. For those of you wondering, if you haven't listened to our clip show from last week, obviously Mitch was, where were you? Over in New Zealand? It's South Island, yeah. South. Oh, there's South- two islands. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> island? Huh? <laughs> Anyway, so how was the holiday, mate? I've got two things here to, to discuss, because today we're here to review Black Widow. Before mm-hmm. then, I've got Mitch's holiday, discuss trivia. Okay, beautiful. <laughs> That's the perfect order yes. to go with. <laughs> uh, no, the holiday was really, really good. Had a great time. New Zealand's a fantastic country. Was um, deathly ill. So, the basically, the way we did the holiday was we went to Queenstown. We're in um, nice accommodation. Although, New Zealand hotels have got this thing of, like, you order a king room and there's just two beds pushed next to each other rather than a king-size bed. I've had that a couple of times what in Australia. The fuck? It's annoying, isn't it? <laughs> it You're, really is. It looks like it's king-size bed when the blanket's over the top. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. It's, um, did you I sink in the middle? I felt w- like I'd been swindled. When Nicola, and <laughs> when Nicola and I did it, the bed started to separate in the middle of the night. I woke up at one point and my arm was on the floor in the middle of the <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so then we camped, like we got a motorhome and drove around and the first night we've pulled up to this um, campsite, no power, so we had no heating. It's minus two degrees overnight and I came down with the worst case of man flu that this that anyone on the planet no has heating. ever known. No, we had to be plugged into power for our heater to work and there was no power to connect to. Oh. I didn't realise that. I thought we had a gas heater. So I honestly, Dando, I didn't think I was going to see the night through. I, I was I was riding my what, will. Like Todd when he gets malaria? Or I, was, I was riding my will. In, it, I was doing it in frost on the window. <laughs> like, <laughs> you will. Should anyone find my body was how it started. Um, but the other really... <laughs> Mitch is dying, by the way, so he coughs. Apologies in advance. The other really cool thing that happened, we did some underwater cave. So underwater, we did some caving where you um, see like glow worms and that sort of stuff, but you have to go fairly deep under this cave system to be able to find it. So the cave is ground level, so on land, and you go deep into the cave. You you climb up a mountain and then you go into the cave and you work your way back down to ground level. Ah, Okay. When you're in there, like. You know, you don't know that you're above ground or below ground. You're just scary. you're so far away from any form of natural light. I I really dug it. Um, although I was having flashbacks to the movie The Descent, where people okay. go caving and there's like these little cave people that. What about Indiana Jones? Uh, no boulders, fortunately. No, no, I mean, you know, is it Temple of Doom where there's like all bugs on the floor and shit? Yeah. Um, there's just bugs everywhere, and the chick's getting bugs that, in her hair. Yeah, yeah, bugs in the hair. Anyway, like in that, continue. In that little room. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm in there, but they get to this point where they're like, all right, everyone turn your lanterns off, and it's just pitch black, as in the blackest, most pure darkness that you will ever experience in life, because there's no sunlight, there's no way yeah, any natural imagine. light can make it into this room. And she's saying that it's the kind of darkness that you can't adjust your eyes to. Um, it's just... Was it, it would have been really weird. It was. And then... Like, it, it was a really, really cool phenomenon that, like, you really started to lose sense of where you were in the room. And then she was like, now everyone just be quiet for a moment. And you couldn't hear a thing. It was just pure blackness, pure silence. And I finally, Dando, felt like I had an idea of what goes on in our listeners' lives. <laughs> 
How long have you had that one brewing for? <laughs> Originally, that was going to be a joke about your mind. And then uh, Ash okay. said, no, that's too mean. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought if I disperse that meanness across everyone that listens to us, then somehow it's Evenly like, disputed. Exactly. It's kind of divided up amongst everybody. <laughs> but no, it was a very, very cool experience. If you ever have a chance to be in complete darkness and silence, I highly recommend it. I really want to... I am so disappointed this didn't happen. I wanted someone in the group to fart because you'd have no way of knowing. <laughs> like, all it would be is that every person that didn't do it would know they didn't do it. The one person that did would know they did, but no one else would know who it was. You should just, you should just go, <laughs> <laughs> just see what people did. Yeah, you can always tell the difference between a fake one and a real one. Can you? I feel like it, particularly when that's the only sense that you have. <laughs> I, as corny as it sounds, was missing you having you around because I'm just like, it's back to how Fluffing and Discount was before I met Mitch. I'm like, it's just all me and it just doesn't feel the same anymore. Yeah. But I'm like, I just want someone to discuss Simpsons with. Because you're my only friend that likes The Simpsons anymore. That's really sad. It is. <laughs> it's, it made me realise just how lonely I am when you're here. <laughs> but I certainly won't be lonely. Haven't I muscled my way into your life in a short period of time? Yes. <laughs> I, I will not be lonely on September 28th, 29th, 30th or October 1st, will you I? You certainly will not be. Where will I be? You're going to be at the Eureka Hotel in... Richmond, Melbourne. Richmond, thank you. <laughs> I was like, it's in Melbourne somewhere <laughs> <laughs> In Richmond, in Melbourne, yes So September 28th, 29th, September 30th and October 1st I mentioned it on the clip show as well What are we going to be doing there? Simpsons Trivia so How exciting It's called Everything's Coming Up Trivia mm-hmm. It's going to be all questions are based around seasons 1 to 10 yep. So have no fear because a few people were saying Oh, I don't watch new episodes Doesn't matter It's because I'm, I, I'm coming up with most of those questions Yeah And yeah. that's all I know <laughs> And it's going to be questions that everybody can... Look, there's going to be some brain busters in there. Yeah, of course. But anyone, any Simpsons fan will enjoy the night. Yeah, I, we're going to work really hard on making sure that you've got that nice even spread. I think a trivia night needs to have some stuff that pushes you a little bit because it's boring if everyone answers every question. So you've got to make it a little bit challenging. But we also want people that have only seen maybe 20 episodes to be able to come along and have fun as well. Yes, and it's going to be a Simpsons-themed menu as well. There will be. There'll be Simpsons-themed games on yes, the night. Yes, as well. I'm very ha- very excited about one or two of those that we're cooking <laughs> up. Simpsons Against Humanity is going yes. to be fantastic. Now, we also have to announce the prizes. So first prize is a $200 bar tab plus Simpsons Seasons 1-10 to 10 on DVD, which is a pretty awesome prize. Did you say a $200 bar tab? I did. Simpsons 1 to 9? 10. 1 to 10 on DVD? (laughs) That's even better than 1 to (laughs) 9. Also prizes for second, third and best dress. So come dress as your favourite character as well. How bad am I at infomercials? (laughs) I can't even try again. I can't even repeat what you said. (laughs) (laughs) It's my one job. One, two. What'd you say? So yes, September 28th, 29th, 30th and October 1st. We are fully aware. Don't let us know. That it's AFL Grand Final night, October 1st. Oh my God, I forgot the game. Yes, but it does not matter. Everyone listening to this is probably not a football fan. There wouldn't be many football fans that listen to the show, do you we think? We get a few. We get some messages we actually do, yeah. in every now and then. Oh, we got an email before for someone signing off saying, go D's. Obviously. I, I know that you both for <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Bastards. Did you watch the game? Yeah, I did. I was in a hotel and was able to actually watch that. I was actually... I you know was, what I was like? So, for, for you know, Hawthorne I, lost to I, Melbourne. I felt sad watching it. I felt like we have like an E.T. Elliot communication <laughs> thing happening. Well, I'm like, I'm feeling what, what Mitch is feeling right now. I was sitting on the floor essentially like... Like, you kind of believe as a Hawthorne supporter that it's not going to end badly, that it'll come around and they'll win. So I was basically like Bart rocking back and forth going, Krusty is coming, Krusty is coming, Krusty is coming. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> 
<laughs> for those of you at home who don't know what we're talking about, it's two AFL teams, Hawthorne, Melbourne. Melbourne are not going to be playing finals at the end of the year. Hawthorne are the been the best team for the last say four or five years. They're on top of the ladder, but clear games by two, clear by two games on top of the ladder. They were clear by two games. Yeah, <laughs> they lost to the team that's eleventh on the ladder on Saturday. Mm. And just a team that they haven't lost to in the last five or six years. It's no big deal. Since 2006. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> anyway, let's get into Black Widower. So, what were your thoughts after watching the episode for the first time? How long has it been since you rewatched this episode? You know, a really been a long, long time, time for me. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen this on TV for so long, even on Foxtel and the yep. marathons. This very rarely gets played. I think so, they sort of start at season four onwards now when they do marathons. I anyway. reckon mostly, yeah. Can I, can I just say before you, inter- before you continue, sorry Please. for interrupting. The Olympics are on right now. Mm. Where the fuck is my Simpsons marathon? Just to coincide with the Olympics. Yes. What's happening? Foxtel, lift your game. They could at least I was so play upset. one episode for every gold that Michael Phelps wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be able to watch them forever. So continue. What do you think about Black Widow? Well, my first thoughts before watching the episode yeah, yeah. were not much. Because I to be perfectly honest, it had been that long since I'd seen it. I didn't even connect the name of the episode Black Widower with what the episode was. You were was. saying that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had completely forgotten. And then Obviously, it was the first 30 seconds were like, oh, it's this, thank God. After watching it, I mean, look, it's no secret that I love Kelsey Grammer and I love whenever Sideshow Bob's involved. And, I mean, the strength of... It's the strength of Bob in his first one that makes him bring him back for this, but it's the strength of this episode that is the reason that they keep bringing him back again and again and again and keep rehash- keep figuring out how many ways can we redo this plot because it's just so goddamn funny. I feel like when I was watching this that Kelsey was really enjoying himself and he really put mm. a lot more effort into this and he was able... They, it was like they gave him the football and they said, now run with run it. Run with it, yeah. Yeah, he, like, the character was so much more fleshed out. Even the design was better in this episode. Yeah, he was. I also loved the... You know, my favourite thing about this, so often... Krusty is the butt of the joke. Like it's very rare that Krusty gets to be genuinely funny. Whereas in this, he does have some great lines. Like he, adult jokes, adult too. jokes. Yeah. yeah, and you get like this sense of oh yeah, okay. So Krusty is an actual comic. Like he's an actual entertainer for here, which you don't see very often. More often than not, you're like, how did he ever get a TV show? Mm. Whereas this shows a little bit of his cynicism and sarcasm in his comedy. When I was watching it, I was sort of thinking Bob really is unlike any other character in the series. Mm. The ones who are criminals in this show are usually dumb. Yeah. Where he's just more intelligent than Mind arguably you. anyone on the show, plus I was Professor Frink or something. Mind you, know? you, it is Snake that was smart enough to tell him to use a pen in Cape Fear. Yes, that is right. But that's, use a that's pen, like Sideshow Bob. <laughs> Snake gets smarter as the seasons <laughs> go on. Uh, I had a good memory of this episode in the sense of not what happens in the episode, just my the first time I remember watching it. Okay. So when I f- was first allowed to watch The Simpsons when I was like eight years old, I started getting the videos. Mum was buying buy me the um the tapes that had like four episodes on them. You remember those yeah, collection I remember tapes? Those ones, I've yep. still got them in the back room somewhere. Now there was one that my mate Daniel had, Daniel Jones, that I didn't have. And I used to go to his house, and every time I'd go there, I'd say, "Can you put this tape on?" It was the Springfield Murder Mysteries tape. Yeah, it had like a picture of Cape Fear on the front, and this episode was on that tape. And I always remember I'd never seen this episode before until I watched it at his place. Okay, you, like that moment of discovering something new in a yeah. a show that you thought you'd already seen a fair bit of. Well, it was Is like that kind of what you get. Yeah, it was, was kind of like because back then you didn't have YouTube and you couldn't download stuff. So the only mm. way that I could get to watch those episodes is by going to my friend's place. Yep. to watch his tape. Well, that was. For me, with Seinfeld, the episode The Contest, like it, it first aired, I think, in 90, 93, 94. So 94 was around well, that was, season, three. season four. Um, yeah, 93-ish. And, but because of the fact that it was fairly risque subject material, that wasn't the sort of thing that Channel 10 would run at dinner yeah. in the reruns. It wasn't until they did the Black Label collection. Now, by that point, 
I thought that I had seen every episode of Seinfeld that there was to that. And then this Black Label stuff comes along and you see episodes that you've never seen and you're like, what is this? Like you, It's like you're prospecting in a gold mine and you've you've collected all of the gold that you possibly can. You think, that's it, I'm off to retire. And then as you're walking back to your car, you trip over a nugget the size of your head. <laughs> <laughs> There's a nugget behind that rock. <laughs> so, my thoughts on the episode after watching it though. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought Kelsey, as you said, was fantastic as Bob. Mm. There were a few things that bothered me that I will address at the end. Mm. I don't want a couple to... things that listeners have written in with. And one of those things is similar is to exactly me. what you exactly. come up with. I was just I watched it and I was just like, "What? Oh, come on, that's not this, that can't be happening." I just mm. it, it, it annoyed me. Made not... for a good dramatic moment though. It did, but I'm not going to say it during the podcast. I want to ruin the podcast. We'll get to the end of the review, and then mm-hmm. I'll discuss what I didn't like about yeah. the episode. Alex Pizzol, though, was the man that uh, we will apologize to in advance for stealing your information. It's just that Dando legitimately did come up with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Separately to you. Yeah, We had a, a listener idea, by the way, that maybe we should start doing trivia before we do the reviews. Because like, I know you do your little fun facts and stuff, but then we come up with trivia questions to try and stump each other, and we keep screwing it up on each other and giving oh, away okay. the We're going to do it now, then. Let's try it now. Um, I don't know if I actually wrote anything down. <laughs> well, I've got some trivia. <laughs> no, I now. did. Okay, I do have trivia. So, do you want to try that for this episode? We'll do trivia at the beginning. Rather Why than not? The I have four questions. How many do you have? Um, I have three. Okay, well, I'll start because I've got four. Okay. How much was the telethon total that made Krusty oh. very happy? No, no, no idea. $385,382.35. Good job. Keep in mind that I did watch this this episode before going to New Zealand. Yes. <laughs> I did notice, too, that when Krusty was kicking Bob up the ass, mm. like the Sean Lett, the total had gone to th- like 311 or something. Gone down. Oh. It's like they put different numbers in there. Or my, Someone my- saw that happen and went, well, I, re- I retract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what book does Bart give Homer to explain uh, the, the nature of gas and fire? I don't know. Science made very, very simple. Ah, okay. Selma sends Bob a photo of her and Patty riding a bike, and she says something on the lines of, I forget which one I am. Yeah. Which one is she? Oh, I don't know, the one on the right? It's front or back. Back? Back, yes. Yes! <laughs> uh, how far is Shelbyville from the Simpsons house? That's one of my questions, 34 miles. 34 miles, yeah, yep. nice little tidbit. Uh, you go again. All right, then. What is uh, Sideshow Bob's prison number? Um, uh, it's the same as Les, Les Mis and stuff. Two four Jean, two four something. Two four six zero one. It's Jean Valjean from Les Misérables. It's also the same as Principal Skinner's that he had on his helmet yeah, in uh, Homer's Barbershop Quartet. Doesn't this have such a better flow to it at the beginning yeah. of an episode? <laughs> <laughs> Homer's Barbershop Quartet. When Skinner's going through, and he goes, he finds like that Ned Kelly kind of helmet. Yeah, yeah. It's got that number on it. Yep, yep. And my final question is a very stupid question, but anyway. What colour is the phone that Bob uses to call the front desk after the room explodes? Pink? No, it's red. Okay. Anyway, that's my questions for this week. But yeah, let's do trivia at the start from now on. Because recently, we'd get to the end and you'd go, well, you just ruined my question. Yeah. Or you ruined my question. Yeah. We ruined each other's question this time. It's nice. (laughs) But at least we ruined it together. (laughs) A few facts about the episode as well before we get into the full review. Before we actually do that, should we have mentioned where people can get tickets for the trivia nights? Holy shit, that's important. (laughs) Probably should have. Sticky tickets? Stickytickets.com.au forward slash four finger discount or go stickytickets.com.au forward slash four finger discount forward slash events. It'll take you straight to all our events pages. To get on there, um, the more people that you get in the group, the cheaper the tickets are. We've got teams of two, four, six, or ten. Stickytickets.com.au forward slash four finger discount forward slash events. September 28th, 29th, 30th, and October 1st, Simpsons Trivia. Eureka Hotel in Richmond, yep. hosted by us. It's gonna be. It'd be great to. We want to get as many listeners there as possible. Yeah, we, we want to meet, meet you. People. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, just as a 
I think it mentions, but smaller teams will be probably sharing tables with other teams. Just yeah, yeah. Way. So the way it works is, um, I think each table holds six, but if they put two together, they get ten. Mm-hmm. So if you have a group of ten, you get the table to yourself. Yeah. If it's six or less, you'll will be sharing with other people, but that doesn't matter. No, everyone's there to have a good time. Yeah. So yeah. So that is the Simpsons trivia. Now a couple of facts. There weren't too many facts I could find about the episode. No, a little bit of uh, you can do some backstory about the dinosaurs parody though. What's the backstory to that? That. The so they're watching dinosaurs and Bart, which I love that show by the way. Yeah, I think Bart makes a comment saying that it's more real than most families on TV. So dinosaurs uh, kicked off. Oh, in- no, no, I think Lisa says that um, Bart says uh, it's like they got our lives and Sorry, put it on television. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's the really pointed line. It's like they took our lives and put it on TV. So the Simpsons writers very much felt like dinosaurs was just a character for mm. character ripoff of the Simpsons. I don't kinda. Mm. I don't quite think it is, but I can understand. I always thought it was a character-for-character ripoff of Roseanne, personally. <laughs> but yeah. I think that's just because the head dinosaur reminded me of John Goodman. See, yeah, that's true. I see, I've never really watched dinosaurs and thought Simpsons. I just, I don't know what it is. I never really I made that connection. I haven't watched it for too long to be able to know. But, I mean, obviously, it was a slight that they felt. I can, I can understand those... why the Simpsons, at the time, when they first started, they were the only show that kids and adults could both enjoy. Yeah. And they probably just didn't like the fact that another show came along that was doing the same thing. Maybe it was a bit of uh, jealousy there? Yeah, possibly. But you can under- understandable. Anyway, uh, Dinosaurs is a great show in its own right anyway. Continue. Mm. I'm an idiot. I just nodded instead of saying something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just... You know, you have a week off. I was like, I'll just keep talking until <laughs> Mitch... F- no, no, he's not going to say anything. Fucking f- continue. You forget how to do a radio-style <laughs> show. Uh, but no, well, that's it. That, that was the only bit of backstory that I had. Oh, they didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole that it was a really kind of broad shot across the bows, basically from the Simpsons writers saying, "Hey, screw you guys." And it wasn't tongue in cheek at all. No, it was like this is dinosaurs, and we think they're copying us. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Call well, them out. Yes. Also, the staff wanted an episode involving a mystery. Uh, so, executive producer Sam Simon apparently he p- approached Tom Chastain. I'm not too sure. Mm. Chest Chastain. That's what it says here. He was the head of the organization Mystery Writers of America. And he approached him to get help on how to construct a good mystery story. Okay. So he gave them input into how to construct the episode so that seeds were planted throughout the episode that people could put it all together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. So that's that. And then also Snake's name is mentioned for the first time here. Oh, is this where it actually comes Yes, in? which I picked up without actually reading Wikipedia. I was just like, oh, I think this Snake. is the first time we've heard him call Snake. I'll miss you most of all. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just named Snake because of the tattoo on his arm. Okay. Yeah. Up until that point, he was only called Jailbird. Mm. So, those are some facts about Black Widower. The original air date was... I feel smarter. Yeah, so do I. The original air date was April 9th, 1992. The chalkboard gag was funny noises are not funny. And the couch gag was two burglars, they're stealing the couch. Um, The family then jump on the couch to try and stop them. Then they tip them off and continue stealing the couch. That's a couch gag that I seem to remember a lot from my childhood. It seems to be a very commonly used one. So, as we said, it starts off with the dinosaurs parody. And we get the funny lines from Bart. It's like they saw our lives and put it right up on the screen. Mm. Love the show. That's what I mentioned here, but we've already discussed it. So we continue. Marge and Patty then walk in and they're preparing the family for Selma's new boyfriend. Yep. Uh, I think Patty says something along the lines of, now we've got to let you know though, it's a bit disturbing. And then they all have the sort of thought bubbles of what they think it's yeah, going to be. Yeah, we get another repeat of that, like three people imagining yeah. what's going on. They've done it quite a bit in like the last, say, five, ten episodes, haven't mm. they? Yeah. I like Lisa thinks it's the elephant man. Yeah. <laughs> As a kid, straight over my head. I'm yeah, like, it would have been. Why is it a guy with a hessian sack over his face? Yeah. <laughs> um, what, I can't remember what the other two were. Can you remember? Off the top of my head, no. Was <laughs> someone in an iron lung? I, can't I feel remember. like that might have happened. <laughs> it's been too long since I watched it, I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, 
So some the ex- reason for this, listeners, we'll point out is because we thought we should do this before I go away on leave. Uh, on leave, like I'm at work. Yeah. Before I go away on my holiday. And we watched it then and just didn't get around to recording it We spent out of time. Yeah. Hence the clip show. Yeah. But now I'm trying to remember something from two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paddy says that he's a convict mm-hmm. and the family are a bit concerned. But then March says, no, he's an ex-convict. And we get the very funny line of, now, now, he's an ex-convict. He's paid his debt to society. And how come you're not using the good silverware? I'm just not. Which is, I think, a great Marge line because... While she's being supportive, she's also being very conservative. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's just, it's the it's exactly what the character of Marge would do. It was. It was so great. <laughs> I really, really loved it. Like, and this is just, just I is. feel like it's what most mothers would do. Yeah. Outwardly very nice. Yeah. So why aren't you, oh, well, I'm just, I'm just not. <laughs> <laughs> so then Salma introduced, she walks in and introduces Bob and the kids are very concerned mm-hmm. and obviously they do the quick reminder of who Bob is just in yeah. case you hadn't watched the previous episodes yeah. that... Here's the guy that framed Krusty, which, by the way, if you haven't gone back and watched Krusty Gets Busted, probably the best episode from the first season, in my opinion. Up there with it, yeah. I just remember really enjoying Krusty Gets Busted. Yeah. And I guess the one thing, like, we know now how evil Sideshow Bob has, like, how much fear they deserve to have whenever he's around. But at the very moment of him walking in the door, he's never tried to kill Bart I was going to say, yeah, because at that point, now we know, but at that point, it's like, he only framed Krusty, like, why are you so scared of him? Yeah, exactly. And... And he did it to improve broadcasting standards to children. Like, he, he kind yeah. of... He was hardly, yeah, a master criminal. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Bob then reassures that he isn't the same man. He completely changed in prison. He tells the story of his time in prison. Now, I thought this was a great scene. Apparently, it's a parody of Cool Hand Luke, a movie. Oh. The picking up trash on the, yes. on the road. Even, uh, even yeah. the music is taken from the film or similar to the film. It was, yeah. and the like, I thought the, it was fantastic, this the, scene. Um, the amazing reflection of the... How good is that shot? The aviators, that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, is that in the film as well? Cool yeah, Luke. Yeah, so yeah. That, That's that, the... Um, um, you would have heard it sampled in the Guns N' Roses song, Civil War. The, that, what we've got here oh, is... that from that movie? Failure yeah. to communicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that guy. As I've written here, the shot, the reflection, the cop's glasses is just fucking. It just, just looks really, really cool. Mm. The music's great. Great movie, actually. Cool Hand Luke. If you haven't, okay. you know, I like to point out every now and then. Old. Yep. This is classic film. But if you have never seen Cool Hand Luke, do yourselves a favor. What era? Sixty. Okay. And it's just a nice touch that they're picking up all the crusty trash. Mm. And then Crusty's yeah, the one that drives Yeah, the one that throws it out, hits him yeah. in the head. Uh, he's then obviously nominated for an Emmy whilst he's in prison. And this is where we, I'll let you elaborate on this because you like this scene. Oh, well, this is the back and forth between Krusty and Bob. So, Krusty's yep. forced to present Bob with the Emmy. I loved Bob's line to Krusty more than Krusty's rebuttal. This is one more Emmy than you'll ever win, you bantering jack-in-the-box. Just don't drop that thing in the shower, Bob. Both of their lines great, but I just thought Bob was just, the delivery was just funnier, I think, from Kelsey. Yeah. Jack-in-the-box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, I thought it was just great. And it, you can understand why Krusty doesn't like Bob, but it's just still... I just can't help but like Bob because of just how great Kelsey delivers the lines. Yeah. He's just an amazing uh, character. They start like the whole <laughs> Bob being a Republican. Yeah. And, like the Democrats you mentioned at the end. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what life, do you know what prison is like for a lifelong conservative Republican? <laughs> Cut straight to the most overcrowded prison of all time. Yeah. <laughs> and then my favorite, almost my favorite line of the whole episode Who used my chapstick? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> 
They do make a few jokes about the prison system in this episode. I think three mm. or four times. It's about how it's the revolving door system. Yeah, the revolving like door system. Do we have any room in prison for a two-timing loser? Uh, not really, but it's never stopped us in the past. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, but then, like, yeah, the fact that all these hard men as well, that you've got the little soft gags or... When he has his Emmy confiscated from him, there's just a trunk full of awards. Yep. Like, there's just celebrities everywhere in prison. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't even pick up... That's what the gag is. Mm. I didn't even really think about that. I wish this really happened at an awards show. How great would that be? Like the Someone per- presented from prison. Yeah, and then them having an, a legitimate argument. Robin Downey Jr. could have gone close to that at one point. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. I did like you too. Well, I don't, it's, it's not even that big of a thing, but it just reminded me of Liar Liar when they were back and forth each other's calling each other names. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with the um, the the other uh, what's the, the other lawyer? Lawyer, when yeah, they're yeah. Screaming back and forth, and in the blue voice, she's like over actor. Yeah, like, that, that just cracks him. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Bob's obviously subdued. I kind of felt sorry for Bob there. Mm. He's like, let me go, let me go, and then he's just he's out. So then he says he was plotting his revenge to get back at Bart. And this is where you start to sort of see that he's the murderer. But Bart didn't know that. So, I don't see why Bart yeah. would immediately think he's going to murder someone. Although, you do get the little bit of foreshadowing of Homer. At the, at the dinner table. I'd yeah. stick him. I love the animation of him <laughs> twisting the knife <laughs> <laughs> right in front of Bart's eyes. So, you are saying before that, though, he, um, he received a letter from Selma. Now, I like to think that Bob genuinely fell in love with Selma. Because when did he find out that she had money? That's a good point. And yeah, unless did he actually fall in love with someone? And then when he found out he, she had money, it got the better of him, and the mm. bad side of Bob came back out again. I don't feel like That's they wanted you to think that Bob was plotting to kill her from the time he was in prison. No, no, definitely he not. Got and he, yeah, and then he got out, and the money became too much. There's for no him. way he would have known whether or not he genuinely fell in love, or if it was just part of trying to keep up model prisoner kind of etiquette or something like that that like maybe there's an ulterior motive that at some point this will help him with a parole board uh, but it, it, but he could have done that on his own record he said mm. that his letters from Selma changed him to a better man it made him want to improve if he wanted to get out using that method he could have just improved as a as a, as a prisoner yeah. but because of Selma that's, he said that's what made mm. him improve that's a fair point mm. I do like it it does it, it does make the whole turn kind of more satisfying dramatically yeah 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 so he was good. He, he generally was like, at the dinner table there, where he was with Bart, and he was saying that, you know, I think he makes a joke about how he's going to strangle. I could have strangled you when I walked in the door, but that wouldn't have been a good guest or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That at that point in time, he was a good man. Yeah, he didn't have any intentions of hurting Selma because he didn't know that she had money. Or he more. When did he? Pro- he proposed at the dinner table. Proposed at the dinner table. I don't think he would have proposed without knowing that she had money. Mm, I reckon somewhere between prison and that dinner. Is when the plan was happening. It's just one of those things we'll never know because they never actually showed us Selma mm. telling him. Anyway, I just like I to think. I just like to think that. I think I there was a bit of good in Bob. I love the letters back and forth. Yeah. It, the uh, how much was it like Mrs. K and Woodrow in the bar? It was similar. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> your latest letters set off a riot in the maximum security wing of my heart. Yeah. That, oh, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and the cigarette going out. She's yeah, she water. goes under the water as part of his re- uh, rehabilitation as a prisoner. You get him playing violin for the conjugal visit trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great shot. So he eventually gets out. And as we said, he says his goodbye to Snake, names him for the first time. Yeah. Cutter and Ice Pick, the other two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lisa. Um, with the so- obvious. Reference, obviously, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah. Do we, need, do we need to point that out? Do it. Does everyone know? Well, it was Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Cuts back to real time, and Lisa's like, you're living proof that a revolving door prison system works. <laughs> uh, this was a great line. Uh, it's just all in, in the delivery, I think, but it's the it's just so charming. I've got to admit it, Selma. He's a once-in-a-lifetime catch. Yes, I hope the police are saying that as well. 
<laughs> Followed closely by, although kissing you would be like kissing some kind of divine ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> Bart, I think Bart's a bit bit harsh here. Don't do that. Something that man is scum. He's yeah, he's harsh, but he's just not buying it. Like, but look, it, but, but the, why? Because I suppose because Krusty was his idol. Krusty was his idol, and this guy framed him. He tried to put him in crime. F- uh, tried to put him in prison for a crime he didn't commit. I do also think it's kind of mean on Bart's regard in the sense that he's sort of got mentality of why would anyone want to marry Aunt Selma? Yeah, the, but because there were a couple of times in the episode where, he's, where Marge is like, he's just to be romantic, mean, romantic with Aunt Selma. Why? Mean, but look from a ten-year-old's point of view, it's like Aunt Bunny from Eddie Murphy's Delirious. <laughs> like it's just that you know. All you see is that she's got a moustache. <laughs> you don't see that she might be a nice person deep down. <laughs> Alrighty, so cut back from commercial, and I loved this scene, and it's it's a really good seed plant for when Bob's celebrating mm. that he thinks he's killed Selma when yeah, they're singing yeah, the song, yeah, yeah. the karaoke at Happy Sumo, doing the something stupid is the name of yeah, the song. Yeah, I I'm not too sure, but it's just it's a really good song. And, then and I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like I love you. It's just a really good song. It is. And it's it, a really great song. And, it, and, and it's, just, it's just cool saying, because that's what real couples do. Mm. They just go to karaoke and have a good time. It's just real. Yeah, it was know? nice it was to say really that. good. And it's nice to crowbar any opportunity for Kelsey Grammer to sing. Yes. Of he just, the man loves to sing. Oh, and he's a good singer. Yeah. He's just got that voice. Just, oh, anyway. Did I tell you that I saw him in on Broadway? Like, in real life? Yeah, he did. Um, when? What? No. How have you fucking never mentioned this? <laughs> <laughs> it was when we were in New York, we saw Finding Neverland. It was the um, second night after. You, you witnessed Kelsey Grammer in real life? Yeah. Yeah. He's just... A, it's How many times have we discussed the man on the podcast? Oh, oh, my God. There's like one of the... He just owns the room. Like the fact that he's Kelsey Grammer is very, very, very... The audience is so aware of the fact that he's Kelsey Grammer. So, anyway, it's Finding Neverland. So, it's the story of Jay and Barry writing Peter Pan. Kelsey plays both the theatre director and Hook. In, so, he's like split roles depending on whether or not they're in reality or whether or not they're in the story world. But there's this bit where he walks into a bar. So, he's an American, but it's set... Like Kelsey plays an American, everyone else is English. Walks into a bar, there's this English guy that gives, it the, gives him a beer. He's like, do they say cheers where you're from? And like Kelsey just gives the really slow droll turn to the audience and just... They eat it up. It's amazing. <laughs> I can't believe I'm so jealous. Oh, it was really great. But yeah, he, he's got a cool voice. Like, he's just a booming voice. Yeah. Perfect for radio. <laughs> he is. He would be great to listen to on radio. It's what, does he do his own podcast? He must. I'd like to think that he actually gives psychology advice <laughs> just for people that call in. That would be the ultimate podcast. Him playing Fraser Crane. To like, real people. People calling in with problems and him giving advice. Yeah. So, oh my God. We have to pitch it to him. Yeah, we do. That would be he's incredible. responsible for my single favourite put-down of all time. What is it? Um, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember it word for word, but it's along the lines of... You bait for you, Richmond? No. <laughs> guy's talking on... He's just going on and on and on about some nonsense, nonsensical problem on Fraser, And he's listening to it and listening to it. And then finally interrupts. He's like, Roger, the University of Whatever is currently working on this telescope that is so powerful you can see individual atoms, the infinitesimally small building blocks of life. Roger, if I was using that telescope right now, I still could not locate my interest in your problem. <laughs> <laughs> that is really good. It's amazing. <laughs> We've gone right, right off to topic. So where were we? T- so Bob's that uh, was singing. So Bob's massaging her feet, pumicing some corns. Yes, and he or well, he he's enjoying it at this point. Mm. Now, do you think he really was enjoying oh, it? No. 
because he shudders instantly. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does he though? At that point though, I'm sure. No, I'm no, sure no. when she says "pumice my corns," that gets a shudder. I don't think so. Uh, may- okay, maybe he's keeping up. I've just keeping got, up appearances. I've got here that he seems genuinely in love with her. I feel by this point it's all an act. Well, Selma's smitten anyway, and she mm. passes Mullen's eye test when you so you mm. drive, which is sort of like a complete opposite of when. They normally kick him out yeah, instantly. Yeah. I think there's a few times already in the series they've had Marlon going for an eye test and he's yeah. failed them all up until this point. Poor Crust- little guy just keeps on trying. Yeah, Ralph Mellish. Then Krusty then hosts the telethon and Bob makes a surprise telethon, appearance. Telethon for motion sickness. Yep. Poor little kids. You should have seen the bus. Bob makes a surprise appearance, which is apparently when Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin, they, one time in a telethon, one of them was hosting and mm. the other one, who they haven't spoke, hadn't spoken to each other in years. They right. made a reunion on yeah. a telethon. Yeah, Didn't that's what that it was taken off. That. That's very cool. Okay, so... His uh, um, crusty second favourite... Oh, sorry, second funny line in the episode. The jerk that he replaced you with? Yeah, like yeah. he isn't fit to hold your slide whistle. All I can be is myself. How bad do you feel for Sideshow <laughs> Mel? Do. Oh, perfect. perfect. Whoever <laughs> wrote that horrible. line is perfect. It just encompasses just the life of a replacement sidekick. Yeah, just the the, the, the sloppy seconds. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> like if you got a guest host while I was away in New Zealand, how they'd feel when this week you, <laughs> you started bad-mouthing them. So Bob says, do you forgive me for framing? He goes, if they open the books on this night, I'm going to be right back in there. Yeah. <laughs> Bart still doesn't buy it. Everyone else is falling for it. Like Lisa's saying, well, if Krusty can forgive him, surely you can. And Bart's just like, nah, this, there's an ulterior motive here that I don't quite know what it is yet, but I will figure it out. Yeah. Marge's sister, this is a great line. <laughs> the wedding dress? Oh my fucking God, how funny was that it line? It was hilarious. Nicola laughed her head off. <laughs> like, it's just, as a kid, no idea what that means. No. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking so good. And the way, it's so good, the delivery from Julie as well. Like, I'm not quite sure how to how say How do I this. bring Wait. this up? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking! Oh, I thought it was just one of the best moments of the entire episode. Just great. Yeah, for, uh, for younger, because we do have some younger listeners, for, and that that might still not be aware of what that joke actually means. Do we dare tell? I them? feel that we have a duty to explain. So the idea, obviously, in in the reason traditionally wedding dresses are white is that they're a virgin, and white is pure, like a stormtrooper. And Marge was quite aware that Salma may not have been one. Yeah, yeah. How do we bring this up? But she, uh, you quite often find now that uh, most women wearing their wedding dresses will be slightly off-white. Mm. It's such a tradition. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to wear white, but it, it is white, but slightly off. So I'm allowed to get away with it. Anyway, Bob asked Homer his ideas for appetizers, and he goes in about the whole weenies with the red sauce. It looks like ketchup. It smells like ketchup. Well, it tastes like... But boy, it, it ain't, ain't ketchup. ketchup. I don't know why he's so excited about it, but he is. <laughs> and then this is where it brings up... It was a great sort of way of setting up Salma mentioned that she has no sense of smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you see Bart, like there's this, it becomes more obvious in a second shot. But you just see him milling about in the background for that kind of mystery writing thing. He needs to have heard that information. So it's just a good way of having him there listening to what's being said. Upon first watching, you probably wouldn't hear that line and think, oh, this is a seed being planted. No. But once you know it is... It's like, oh, that's blatantly obvious. Yeah, they're like, my it's favorite. So out, it's so out of the norm. My favorite types of mysteries are those mm. ones where you're like, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did not see that. She also reveals here that she has lots of dollars. Now, did you remember why she has lots of money? Uh, no. She invented a lot of money in a mace company before society crumbled. You just said invented. Oh, sorry. She, inve- <laughs> she invested a lot of money in a mace company okay. before society if crumbled. If you invented money, you would. <laughs> that's a skill. <laughs> she invested. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Which so, I thought was great. So back in the 60s. I Apparently, yeah. The only thing I didn't like here is that they kind of did make it a bit blatantly obvious that 
Bob's up to no good because I had the music cue and Bart's reaction. Yeah, that was what I meant. Like, so the first shot where you see him is like nice and subtle, and then it's a little bit more heavy handed the second time. And you're around. like, oh, so okay, so he is evil. I yeah. wish they didn't sort of plant any seeds. Until yeah, it would have been better if they didn't. So then it's the night before the wedding, and Bob and Summer are doing no, the we, horse we ride. We get the MacGyver plant first, just at the end of that scene. It's the holy for holies. Oh, no, that's at this. That's the end oh, of the scene. Oh, sorry. No, yep, end of the scene. My mistake. <laughs> My mistake. <laughs> So I was not- just excited about the line Holy for holies Yeah so Bob and Summer Are on the horse ride And it's Now Now you can say it Holy for holies <laughs> Got 10 minutes to MacGyver And I love how Barney's the The, the, the handsome yeah, yeah 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 The driver uh, of the handsome The driver of the handsome Yeah yes. uh, Then Paddy explains That she missed the Start and MacGyver In a tank top And just Sam was just Shattered yep. <laughs> And this is where we get the oh, Not quite my favourite scene But one of the best ones Where Bob just squirming in the just chair and can't, can't handle it. Fathom why, why they're like it's like me when Nicola's watching Kardashians. It's like or something. me almost all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I I honestly have to leave the room sometimes when Nicola's watching TV. Yeah, it's hard to handle sometimes. Oh, Some shows out there. Are just- Can you fucking believe that TV has got to the point that people will watch people watch TV? Sadly, I can believe it, but what? it upsets me. Like I understand people listening to us reviewing a show. But go and watch well, a television. We do it, and but, we do it very well. But go and watch a television <laughs> program first, and come hear our thoughts on the show. Don't watch us watching. Would people be interested in watching us watch The Simpsons? I presume that most people that watch Gogglebox already watch the shows that those people watch. I could be wrong. I don't think so. They pick some weird shit for that show, man. Yeah, fair enough. But then that's we- a question, though. If we put on YouTube us watching Simpsons episodes, would you watch it with us? You couldn't see the episode, but... You can just see us watching it. And you can see the light from the television. I can't imagine that that would be good watching. It wouldn't be. No. Um, <laughs> I, what I really enjoy, though, and what I can really relate to, is Kelsey's rant about him. Oh, it's, um, it's Sorry, perfect. Well, Bob, but yeah. yeah, it's like... That MacGyver's a genius. First of all, he's not a genius. He's an actor. And second, he's not much of an actor. When he was saying this, I'm like, that... Is what Mitch would say. Yeah. Word for word. First of all, he's not. He's an actor. <laughs> it pretty much is. I relate so hard to what happens in this. It was the... And not a very good one. That's what. That's you. Yeah. You, would, you would add that in as I well. I would. <laughs> Just to shit on them a little bit further. I did think though... Oh, what was the other thing too? Where he says... You're lying. You're lying. No, Selma. This is lying. That was a well-plotted piece of non-claptrap that never made me want to retch. <laughs> and she just freaks out and leaves I feel like she just overreacted so much It was a bit silly that she was going to call off the wedding Because he didn't like MacGyver Yeah, I know But it was, he was so cruel <laughs> And Marge here was just a bit patronising There, there yeah. like, like, It's not that big of a deal Love me, love MacGyver yeah. What an ultimatum I did love though that we got another fiddle dee in there Bart goes, well, fiddle dee the wedding's yeah, off Yeah, 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 yeah. And then so, yeah, she comes back to Bob's like, you love me, love MacGyver. And he, he see him swallowing it. He's like, well, I, I, I can't do it. Even that car chase seemed tacked on. Yeah. I love <laughs> so far after the fact that he's still angry about what happened in the episode. I know. Again, is exactly what I do. I wish they filmed Kelsey acting this because oh, he would have yeah. been so like, what's the word? Animated. Animated, like, yes. Like, you know, in a manner of yeah, speaking. Yeah, just, just, just him and him saying that line. Even the car chase was tacked on. Like, yeah. it just, oh, man. Yeah, it would have been great. It's like you, you watch the, like, Robin Williams as the genie. You see, like, the camera on I've him. never seen that. I, it's really, really... They're doing a special a, um, special edition. I've heard about or whatever it, yeah. About, and you'll see some I didn't think it had been released footage. yet already. I've seen some clips of it, not the whole thing. But it's so amazing. Like, it's 
to him or like watching it happen, it's like they're what it's like he's in a movie. He's like he's he's as big as what the character ends up. It's being like watching a real as. genie. Yeah, it's yeah. very cool. We then get Homer giving quite some sensible. genuinely good marriage advice. Yeah. yeah. Secrets um, of a successful marriage. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's a precursor <laughs> to just go off for a little walk. So they take that and then I'd come lo- back for some loving. For whatever reason, I really like Bart's line after this as well. And Bart just it? talking like an idiot, but yeah, Bart oh, yeah. no like bad medicine. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. What is, that a ref- I don't, what is that a reference to something? I have no idea. I've got here bad medicine reference. Must ask Mitch. Bon Jovi. Um, no, I pre- <laughs> I presume it's a reference to something, but I have no idea just what. The bad medicine. But either way, I really enjoyed it. You like know what he, he meant was, anyway, don't you? Yeah, it was just that he was so angry he couldn't form a full sentence. He's <laughs> just distraught. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it's Summer and Bob's wedding. I, th- I felt like they could have spent more time on the actual wedding, but they, I th- or I thought they would have. They yeah. didn't have to, I guess, but I thought they would could have. have. I, it was great, though. Lisa being jealous of the flower yeah, girl. This great. must happen a lot. It's a great little girl touch. Yeah. yeah. For all the female listeners out there, let us know. Is Have you ever been shafted at a wedding? Like, in yeah, regards yeah, like yeah. flower girl. Stuff, or, bridesmaid. Or bridesmaid, stuff like that. Does that really affect you in regards to like... Maybe as the bride. <laughs> have you <laughs> been left at the altar? <laughs> Hopefully not. But yeah, write us in. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscat.com.au. Let us know whether being selected as a flower girl or a bridesmaid, if you're not selected and you thought you were, how sort of, how much does it impact you? Mm. Like, is it really, well, if you were, your friend was getting married, your mate, mm. and you weren't a groomsman, how much would it bother you? Nah. Depends much. how much of a close friend they were. It probably were. depends on the friend, yeah. I've been a groomsman once. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, the, I don't know. I mean, really, what, what extra benefit is there? You're up the front, the eyes are on you. Unless you're the best man, you don't even get to make a speech. That is true. Groomsman's a rat. You get to stand out. Yeah. You get like a little gift. That's nice. Yeah. And then, as we said, like, Lisa's jealous, but just tells her to get over it. Mm. And we get the shot of the vows, which I thought just the animation of the... Because the, we don't get shadows very often in The no. Simpsons. The light coming through the church window, just the look of it looked fucking yeah, great. It's it kind of really good. The last few episodes, you get these little moments, like they had the dusk when they went to the cinemas yep, yep, a little while ago. It's, it's yep. like they just... It's like they only had so much animation time, but they were like they'd pick one or two scenes and go, "We really want this one to pop," and they'd put more effort into it. I looked at it and I was like, "I wish I had that as an animation style. It just looks really, really good." Mm. And then we obviously get Bart. He imagines Bob as death. Yes, he says, "I do." Still, by this point, do you think <laughs> it could still mostly be in Bart's mind? Yeah, it is. It, oh no! I mean, it's clear that that's the, that something's going to happen because why else would they be having an yeah, episode? Yeah, I, suppo- I suppose Bob hasn't actually done anything yet to make you feel he's bad. No, I mean there could have still been some sort of twist where it, where he is legitimately good. Because they, they, they just played- Bart, you know, it, it's that thi- it, where like it's almost like brother from another series where the the storyline is more that they don't believe that he's good, but he really is. That could have been the way that this was going to that to this point. Because we said in the last scene around the kitchen table or a few scenes ago that they made it too blatantly obvious that yeah. he was evil. It's obvious because we know how it ends. Yeah. So it could have been seen as a perceived as a red herring just yeah. to throw us off as well. So then it's a wedding reception and Mo and Barney, like, Mo grabs the glass, Barney grabs the bottle yeah. off the waiter's thing. Homer's eating all the food. Hey, wiener boy, yeah. where do you think you're going? Patty has the great line of, I'm the only single girl in the family. Sees Homer. <laughs> could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> Then we get the line that you mentioned a few times. Krusty's hilarious yeah, line. So Marge is filming. Now, this is something that every comedian must get asked every party. Yeah. Say, say something funny. Oh, yeah. Even, yes. No, it's awful. I've had it happen to me before and it's really, really bad. Particularly if you're not a very good comedian. <laughs> because it's hard to do. Because funny people are funny just by being themselves. Well, yeah. Or, like, being funny as a comedian on stage 
that's like you craft a routine. It's not you being you. No, like you, it might take, you might have a routine where it takes you five minutes to get to the punchline. Mm. You can't do that in a party. Like, anyway. Uh, but yeah, so we get the, uh, the guy goes in and takes out a 12-inch penis. Oh, wait, I can't tell that one. <laughs> There's a little bit about this. Now, firstly, if you were telling the actual joke that Krusty's trying to tell, wouldn't have worked because he gave, gives away the punchline in the f- opening sentence. Do you know what the actual joke is? No. All right. Well, may how I long is, How long does this show go for? I can, sh- I can trim it down. You're fucking better. Okay. Um, no more poems. No, 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 no. This isn't a poem. But okay, so a guy goes into a bar um, and he sees like this really, really tiny man playing piano. Um, he's playing it really, really well. He talks to the bar owner and he's like, mate, what's, what's the go? Like, and, and he goes, okay, I'm going to let you in on a little bit of a secret. I've got a genie in the bar. And went, There's a genie? There's a genie. Go into that closet over there. Ask him for whatever you want. You'll be able to do it. The guy goes in and says, the genie says, you know, one wish. What do you want? He says, uh, I want a million bucks. And instantly, a million ducks appear. Um, the guy walks out and goes, what the hell's going on with the genie? I asked for a million bucks and he gave me a million ducks. And the bartender says, he's a little hard of hearing. Do you think that I really asked for a 12-inch pianist? <laughs> hey? I think I have heard that one, hey? actually. Hilarious. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so you did spoil so it. So that's the 12-inch penis but joke. But they had to have Krusty say it at the start so you can get Well, yeah, exactly. If he doesn't if he doesn't get the punchline wrong, then the joke in the way it works in The Simpsons doesn't work. Yep. Yeah. There's another great piano joke in The Aristocrats. I showed you this video. Yeah, yeah, we it's, mentioned it in the last podcast. Yeah, Robin Williams and Drew Carey back and forth. So good to watch. Yep. So as we said, Summer announces that she's given up smoking because Bob's asked her to, except mm-hmm. for after meals and after watching and MacGyver. And after MacGyver. But then asks William if he trusts Bob. Ah, lighten up, son. If he was going to commit a crime, would he have invited the number one cop in town? Now, where did I put my gun? Oh, yeah. I set it down when I got a piece of cake. Uh, they leave the reception. I thought this was a really nice moment between Patty and Selma. Yeah, T- yeah. Just tell me what I want to hear. I'm, I'm dying of jealousy. Dying of je- Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like, like, it's just, you know, they got a Deep good down, point. every little sister just wants to be, or every sister wants to be better than the other one. Yeah. So, on the way to their honeymoon, Sun was asleep, and this is where we find out that Bob is a villain. Is evil with yes. his... This honeymoon is going to be murdered. Yeah, it was really cool. Great delivery. Classic Bob evil laugh as well. Mm. And did you notice that we get a throwback to when he was making number plates in the prison? He now has the I Hate Bart I didn't plate. notice that, but a listener wrote in and pointed that out. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't read that, but I saw it. <laughs> um, the other thing that I really loved was the sound effect on that final can, the can falling yep. off. It had a really cool kind of implication of finality. Yeah. Like, like to get kind of morbid about it. Like it was like that... Ding, 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 ding. It was like a visual or audio metaphor for the death of... Yep. So we cut back from commercial and the honeymoon video, which causes a bit of concern I'm going to mention later in the episode. Yes, but, yes, yes, yes. So the... On the video cassette that Homer gave them as a wedding gift. So, someone, a cousin gave them the camera and I'm using the he tape. gave them a video. And Homer says, and we can tape over once we're finished <laughs> watching. <laughs> Bob is concerned about the room not having a fireplace. He wanted a fireplace. Mm. I love this, the delivery of what, how much he loves the fireplace. Erotica of Deadwood. Yeah. Just stuff like that, you know, really, really cool. I was a bit disturbed about the making love part. Disturbed, but hilarious. It, oh, make love. <laughs> Hairy legs. <sighs> I suppose so. <laughs> and I love that. The family not even bothered by it. <laughs> like, if, you, if, your auntie, if your auntie sent that video, wouldn't you be a little bit concerned? I'd be a lot concerned. Yeah. <laughs> Calling police. <laughs> but just just the shrug and the sigh. His shoulders dropping. Uh, it's part of my duties. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly finished. And then we get an Ace Ventura style after the D just 
sprints off into the bathroom and just scrubbing all over. Yet I didn't understand that when I was a kid. No. Like just the trying to trying to purify himself, basically. So but Bart's questioning Bob's reasoning, just doesn't quite get it. As we said, cuts back to Bob and Summer, they're post sex. She asked him to rub the feet again, and now he just doesn't want to do it, but he oh, does. Sorry, that's the other thing. As he's washing himself, he's lying. Uh, even murder has its ugly side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get the it's very it's like the predecessor to the die Bart die. Good. Soon I will kill you. Son pied senti beau. French for her foot smells lovely. Prepare to be murdered. That's Sanskrit. For your toes are like perfume. That's Spanish for I am going to kill you. Say what? And then he just he tells her that um, the guy was going to be on very, very soon. So she races out of bed. And then we get the place in the smokes next to her, turn the fireplace on, turn the gas on, yep. stuff like that, and Tonight, some music. I'm MacGyver, MacGyver, MacGyver. Yeah. Aunt Selma has one hour to live. <laughs> Down <laughs> in front. <laughs> I did like, just before that though, a really nice touch, Patty visits because she's lonely. Yeah, that was really nice. And it was just a little storyline why she didn't need to be there. No. Like it was just a, a little moment to throw in. Maybe it gives a segue as to why the Simpsons are watching MacGyver, because I don't think that they necessarily do it very often. Yeah, like there's never ever been a reference. It would have been. It's not like you would have gone. Well, why are they suddenly watching it? But it does give a reason for them to be watching it. That is true. Yep. Uh, so then they have like a must have been like late commercial, like just five minutes in the episode or something left. Yep. It goes to phase the black again. Comes back. Good way to go to commercial. Bob's at the hotel bar. And he looks up to see Summer. She's sitting there watching TV. Looks away mm-hmm. and explodes. <laughs> They really made you think that she was dead. Oh, yeah. Like, if you hadn't seen the ending yet, she's dead. Yeah. I love how understated Bart is. As Bob is. Front desk, there's been a terrible accident in my room. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. no one noticed. <laughs> like, it's if you spilled some wine, that's what you would call front desk yeah. for and say that. <laughs> then Bob walks into the room, and if you get this is my favorite line of the whole episode. Just the the, something stupid like explode you. I just yeah. thought that was just fucking great. It's yeah. just really, really good. Then we get another great movie reference with Psycho. the Psycho light bulb rep- uh, reveal. Yep, yep. So Bart's on the chair, and he's just pretty much saying, Bob, you've been caught. Summer walks in, confronts Bob. You tried to kill me. I want a separation. <laughs> <laughs> and then the police arrest him. We get the line that we mentioned earlier. Bart saying to Chief Wiggum, is there any room in prison for a two-time loser? No, but that's never stopped us before. Yep. And then Bob obviously asked Bart, oh, how did you foil me? Like, how did it? And then this was the murder mystery finale, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was. It was really, really cool because you're watching it and you're like, oh, fucking well, of course. All the pieces come back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mixed in with some great comedy. Yes. After trying to explain it five or six times to Dad, I explained it to <laughs> Mum and we're on our and way. we're on our way. <laughs> that was really good. To the Simpsonmobile. <laughs> and then obviously Bob says, well, if you've saved someone, then why did it explode? Mm. And then Wigan, well, I can tell you. I'll feel that one. Yeah. <laughs> he throws the match in. We were explodes. celebrating a job well done. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the gas. Yeah. <laughs> just really, really funny. Uh, obviously, gets, uh, Bob gets arrested. He mentions about the Democrats and then once they so get in power. I and- love that in that moment when they blow up the room that Homer's smoking cigars with the police. Yeah. Like, he's got no business being there. No. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's happy. Someone feels like a fool, but um doesn't matter. Bart just says something on the lines of, let's get out of this hallway that's yeah. filled with gas before yeah. it kills us or something. And. Bob's final line about the Democrats were you about to mention? Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, says the You com- can't keep the Democrats out of the White House forever. And when they get in, I'm back on the streets. Yes. All my criminal buddies. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, should I get into the problems first or do you want to get into what you thought about the episode? Uh, overall, I thought the episode was very good. Hit me with your problems. I, I, I thought the episode was good. I really enjoyed Bob. I've got a, three problems here, three main ones. Hmm. First one we mentioned earlier. 
They're watching the honeymoon video in real time. How? She, Through the, par- the magic of editing. Yeah, <laughs> so apparently they filmed the honeymoon video and then they were watching it as it was happening because it cuts to Bob. Like, they're, they're all sitting around the, the TV watching the TV. That's when Patty walks in. So she films them making love and then it's Bart questioning it and it cuts back to Bob and Selma post-sex, right? Mm. And that's when MacGyver's on, just not long after that. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. the family are watching MacGyver. So they, she somehow, they somehow watched they the honeymoon... F- they, they, that she, she filmed the honeymoon, put it in the postal bag, sent it to the family, and they all watched it on the same day. And she somehow did that during sex. Yeah. Mm. God, that'd be a disturbing package <laughs> to collect. I just thought that was a bit odd. And that's what one of our right, uh, readers, that was readers the, listeners the, sent in. That was the problem that the listener sent in, yeah, saying now, that the timelines don't work. Bart's explanation about how Homer was too stupid to figure out what was wrong with Selma. Mm-hmm. He realised that Selma was going to be killed when the whole family were there with him. Yes. So why would he only have to explain it to Homer? And why were the family not there anymore? I tried to explain it to Dad, and Dad was sitting there on the couch by himself. He says, Aunt Selma has one hour to live. What, then the whole family just left and didn't ask him why? Too busy watching MacGyver? No, he was in the room, in the lounge room. Yeah, but they were like, I have no answers. Yeah, <laughs> do you see what I mean, though? Yeah. And then, shouldn't the hallway have exploded the second they lit their smokes and the cigar? Um, People say no, but Bart's line at the end. Let's get out of this gas-filled hallway before we all suffocate. There's another point that the hallway shouldn't have been filled with gas because everything had already exploded. True. It would have ignited all of the gas in the air. But why Why was it that he was only until he threw a match, a lit match into the room that it exploded? I think you'll find that gas goes room by room. When it, it, it stops at the doorway? Waits for permission up. to leave? I don't know. How does gas fill? Does it go top-bottom? Does it go bottom-top? Could it have just been that the... He threw the match into the door frame. The whole door had been closed for a long period of time. So, like, the hotel room was well and truly filled with gas. The door had only just been opened, so not as much had seeped out into the hallway. Whereas inside the hotel, that was where it was full. Maybe. I think that... I feel like that is I'll accept enough, it because the Simpsons I don't an, want to shit all over it but it just makes pseudo, no sense it's enough pseudoscience to, and, and just the last to, one obviously it's just for the magic of television you see this in shows and movies all the time someone was in the window Bob was looking at her 1.5 seconds later the room explodes what, that was enough time for her to leave the room everyone pull out cigars and smokes and then throw the match into the room yes <laughs> <laughs> anyway that were just my issues with just I don't know I was just nit, it's, 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 well I don't think a couple of them aren't nitpicking they have Fucking blatant mistakes that make no sense. Well, it's yeah. I am after explaining after trying to explain to dad. I then explained to my mum we're on our way. Why didn't you explain to your mum when you yelled out? Aunt Summer has one hour to live. Whether well, I wouldn't call it mistakes. They're plot holes, and it's editing around. Yes, that's, that's editing around yeah. them so you don't notice them. Yeah, the first holes. time if you're not paying paying a huge amount of attention. Yeah, Most yeah. movies have those. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just Dark Knight Rises has about eighty three of them. Really? Yeah. Oh, don't tell me because it'll ruin it for me. What did we learn, Palmer? So, what did you learn from this episode, Mitch? That Richard Dean Anderson's not a very good actor. Yeah, that is true. According to Bob, anyway. I learned that my parents really should have bought stock in a mace company. Yeah. <laughs> if only. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing, doing this stupid podcast, that's for sure. So, we've done the trivia. You're throwing me off here. not doing trivia now. Trivia's done. Yeah, trivia's done. We've moved on. Yes. So, now it's On to- the bigger and better things. Now, it's time for the PayPal donors for the week. Big thank you to everyone that's donated in the last couple of weeks, actually. Last couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah, because you've been away, obviously, for the last 10 days. Uh, thanks to Seth Weens, Joseph O'Hara, Paul McDonnell, Renee Hewitt, Paul Roderick, 
Peter Welling, Justin Fintoski, Ben Kane, Patrick Kennedy, Tim Cadwell, and Andrew McMillan. Thank you very much, lots guys. Lots of donors the last couple of weeks. Lots of donors. Lots of familiar names in there as and well. Thanks to everybody who uh, has also purchased the premium podcast in the last since we put up, what, three weeks ago or so? Roughly. Yeah, we reviewed Bart versus Australia, and you only moved twice. Dollar we do per review if you want to listen to them. We're going to announce the next one. Cape Fear. Cape Fear will be Done. coming up soon. Yes. When shall we do it? In the next couple of weeks? I think that would be fair. Yeah, we want to try and maybe do one a month. Maybe we'll do it to coincide with the end of Season 3. That would work. Yes. So, Cape Fear will be coming out as a premium podcast in a couple of weeks. We've been getting great feedback, as you said. I love the, the amount podcast. of people that have written in saying that they've found them to be some of their favourite episodes. Yeah, I think because they're, just, they're better episodes, I guess. and they're, they're episodes that everyone seems to remember fondly as mm. well. So... I feel like when we're doing the review, we enjoyed doing it more, you know, because yeah. the, the show was the sh- the show at its peak. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely like an inherent. There's nothing that you have to fake about being excited. For nah, it. nah. So if you want to listen to them, you haven't done so already. It's fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash premium dash podcast, or it's just easier. Just go to the website on the homepage up the top menu says premium podcast. Click on that now. PayPal takeout fees every mm-hmm. time you guys buy it. So if you plan to buy both of them, could you please do it in the one transaction? Because if you buy it one episode at a time, they take out the fee per episode. But if you buy them as a package, they take out the fee once. Oh, is that how that works? Yeah. So for, it doesn't matter if you've done already already bought them separately. That's fine. It doesn't matter. But it just means that we get more money in our pockets. Helps pay for the websites and all that kind of stuff. So if you plan to buy both of them, you only move twice and buy it versus Australia. Just click both of them, purchase them in the same transaction mm-hmm. would really help us just means you pay less fees. Mm. And download them when you buy them. Yes. Is down- the other thing. So there is a time there's, limit on those links. There's a 48-hour um, time limit on mm. the links. So if you don't download it within 48 hours, you're not going to be able to get it. But have no fear. Just contact us, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au and I can just send you the Dropbox We link. will get them to you, yes. There have been a few people where they hadn't downloaded them in time, but nobody has missed out on their podcast. No, I will be straight all over. I check the emails every single day to make sure that no one's missing out. So if you have, if you have had any troubles and you haven't contacted us yet, it's mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. So that's the PayPal donors. I'll run through their names once more because we really do appreciate them chucking us the support. It's uh, Seth Weens, Joseph O'Hara, Paul McDonnell, Renee Hewitt, Paul Roderick, Peter Welling, Justin Fintoski or Fintoski, I'm going to say Fintoski, Ben Kane, Patrick Kennedy, Tim Cadwell, and Andrew McMillan. If you'd like to chuck a couple of dollars our way. Like Fintoski sounds like a small, not a small goods, but like a... Um, like brand a, of noodle? No, I was going to say ham. Yeah. Like you'd get a pre-packaged like ham from Fintoski. Bacalli? Bataki. Bataki, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can go to fourfigurediscount.com.au forward slash donate. All donors get their name read out on the show. Really do appreciate the support. But as we said, if you don't want to just pay us money for nothing, you can just buy the premium podcast. You, you certainly get can. Some bang for your buck. So now we posted on the Facebook page earlier today saying that we're about to review Black Widower. And we asked for people to comment and tell us their favorite moments from the episode. The best comments were read out on the show. So we'll go through and check that out now. And Mitch, do you want to fill in some time for 10 seconds while I find it? Um. How is your um? How is oh, your? Oh my god, guys! If you're in New Zealand, go to Fergburger. It's in Queenstown. It's it's an institution. But holy shit, I have never had a burger that tasted quite like this. They've got one called the Chief Wiggum. I saw you post this. I posted that on just on my pro- personal Facebook page. Uh, the Chief Wiggum, which has sliced pork belly, p- amazing crackling, a hash brown. There's like a little seeded mustard aioli thing going on in there. I could have eaten that every night for the rest of my life. Amazing. Mm. So, seeded aioli. Seeded mustard aioli. They're three words that I like together. (laughs) So good. (laughs) We've got here, one of the comments is that Brendan McKee says he likes the satisfied moaning. Oh, Bob, one of my fillings fell out. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> All whilst Bob is desperately scrubbing himself in disgust. Gets me every time. Yeah. That's <laughs> a great moment. Robert O. Mahoney. Uh, Robert Mahoney says, Everything about Kelsey Grammer's performance is just simply perfect. Usually it will take a couple of appearances to really nail a character and get all of their traits sorted out, but only in the second showing as Sideshow Bob, Kelsey establishes him perfectly, laying down the foundation of the character for years to come. Yeah. yeah Couldn't have said it any better. Yeah. Uh, Jason Cannon, who has commented a few times, he's a long-time listener of the show, he says, you can tell Kelsey was really allowed to become the character and this feels to me more like the start of the character of Bob as we know him to be. Mm-hmm. Hannah Reed says she agrees with you. The look on Bob's face at the prospect of having to make love <laughs> and everything about the foot rub scene. Nothing like saying sinister things and playing it off as French. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll read out just a couple more. Chris Strutt says that he loves the metric ton of super adult innuendo throughout the entire episode that mm. definitely went over his head as a kid. It's just, there is a lot of adult humor. White? <laughs> white. <laughs> just, the delivery of white. It just, fuck, it just gets me every time, man. And if there's a few people here that have just written to the Simpson Mobile, obviously a takeoff of the Batmobile. Of course. So thanks to everybody that commented on the post this week. We're going to do it each and every week for the new episode. We'll post it up on the either the well today we're doing it on the Wednesday night because I've got my photography on Tuesday nights mm-hmm. and we'll I, what was wrong on Monday? I had to go get no you had to go buy I had to go lens. buy camera lens. Yes. Mm-hmm. So every Monday night usually completely but, un- irrelevant information. <laughs> <to list this. laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks for really commented and make sure to check out for next week's post when we review what's next week's episode. Do you remember? Is it Bart's friend falls in love? I don't remember actually. I haven't looked that. I far like ahead. it when I don't know what's coming up. Yeah, I like to just just put in the DVD and see yeah. what comes next. Oh, good. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's fun. So now it is time for Jamil. Jamil is here. Ooh, my favorite time of the week. Although you, I, I walked, I strolled into the house today, and you went, "I've got the mailbag covered this week." I've done your job. Yeah. Or never mind the forty minutes that I'd spent sitting in the rain outside. Trying to do it on my own well, and write, I writing you're things like, down. I, I've been reading through things, but I've just got to go get them again. I didn't say that. You've entirely made that up. Normally, you come here and you've you've skimmed through, but you haven't actually decided what you're going to do yet. No, I stopped. I had dinner on the way down. <laughs> what I like is to get a burger and read through the emails <laughs> while I'm waiting for my burger to be cooked. That's like my little pre-podcast ritual. We need to get that burger place to sponsor us so we get free burgers. We should. Uh, Burger Inc., best burgers in town. Don't do it yet. They haven't paid us money. Burger Inc. <laughs> We've got a question in here from Cathal. Cathal? Yes. I, I thought, threw me off as well. I thought it was Kathy, and I'm like, ooh, Cathal. Cathal McKinley. Which season or what season did you guys stop watching The Simpsons? For him, it was around. Uh, or, her. or her. Or because I'm actually, yeah, Cathal's in the said whore. Uh, in any case, for Cathal, it was around mid season 12. I think that's the norm for most people. For me, mm. where I stopped watching it on a week-to-week basis, I'd say season 17, 18. Okay. You went... You, that's a lot further back than me. I reckon season 10. Homer's... Season 10, the one with the chili? That was 10? Or was that 9? Mm, 8. I thought chili was later than 8. Mysterious Voyage of Homer is okay. 8. Um, I certainly would have watched beyond season 8, but probably around season 9, 10 for me would have been about when I stopped watching it that, regularly on that's TV. That's about 99 yeah, and that wasn't so much though because of any great issue with The Simpsons. More than it was just a change in lifestyle. I started doing more and wasn't really at home to be watching it religiously anymore. See, I, I was still. I remember being the only one of my group of friends that still watched The Simpsons, and mm. was it was like I was passionate about it. Like I, I couldn't let go. I'm yeah, like, okay. I knew the show wasn't quite as good as it once was, but I still did it because I just fucking loved The Simpsons so much. You know, I just couldn't not watch it. But now I was. I got all the episodes of season 27 
on my Plex the other day. Yeah, right. And I started watching it from episode one. I hadn't seen from like episode, say, uh, season 21 onwards. I can't remember any of them. Like, yeah. I'm thinking, it's amazing that someone who is such a fan of The Simpsons, I've got all this Simpsons shit, we do a Simpsons podcast, Simpsons page. There'd be so much content. There's probably that you've six never or seen. seven seasons of The Simpsons that I haven't seen. Mm. It's just, it's incredible. Yeah. But it's like, well, they just I, keep I, making it. And, and <laughs> I don't understand why it's sort of like the mentality of, I'll get to it. It's not a desire, I have to see it, mm. which is kind of sad. It is a little bit. I think that just, you know, it just speaks to the fact that the quality probably doesn't drive you to it as much. Or or, or is it the fact that I've just, or I'm just a different not, person, I've grown up a yeah, bit. Yeah, I was going to, yeah, more more that. And we've spoken about that before, that it's just not... There's more access to other shows. It's not aimed at you anymore. And you're right, there's so much more out there to watch these days. Like once we've, Nicole and I have watched Suits and Walking Dead and all other shows, it's like... I haven't got time to watch this. It's 11.30. I want to go to bed. It's three and a half hours of porn that you guys insist on watching every night when someone comes over. <laughs> three and a half hours? Only three. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I, I was including the post-credits. <laughs> <laughs> were you there that night, were you? That's every night, Dando. Don't play dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got uh, Thomas Kuzma has written in. It's with a good name, isn't it? It is a good name. Is it Kuzma or Kuzma? I, I, I probably could go either way, but I like Kuzma. It sounds like a fake name that George Costanza would it make up. It sounds, to me, it sounds like a Jewish, like, you got Kuzma. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. it's kind of, <laughs> like a, like, you got Moxie, kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, I like this guy. He's got some Kuzma. Or he's a mafia. Could be mafia. You've been Kuzma'd. Yeah. <laughs> the Yakuza. Anyway, continue. <laughs> what, is it, what does he have to say? Uh, he's got a story. Uh, he was in art class the other week and they had an American theme. Uh, you're probably wondering what any of this has got to do with The Simpsons. Given that this is the first time I've read this email, I am. <laughs> It's a good story. Uh, during class, they played some lovely Frank Sinatra songs when I suddenly heard a very familiar tune. Ah, you'd think you're talking about a very good year, but you'd be wrong. I was thinking about a very good year. This guy, it's like he's inside my head. Lo and behold, I heard the f- those four magical words. Send in the clowns. That's not how Frank sings it, of course. Uh, during the episode Quiet Class, I screamed at the top of my voice, I didn't know this was a song! Whilst everyone, including the very attractive models, stared at me. I explained to them uh, about the crusty um, comeback special. Fortunately, four other artists shared a fellow love for The Simpsons, and we spent the rest of the night drinking, quoting Simpsons, and forgetting that we are supposed to do art. How good is that story? It was pretty cool. I like that. I love that The Simpsons can unite strangers. Yeah. Well, there was a guy that started at my work about three months ago, my age, didn't speak to us each other for about the first two days, mm. and then he saw me doing the Four Finger Discount page, and he goes, oh, do you run that page? He goes, I'm, I like that page. Like, I'm, I'm a fan of it. And he goes, so you love The Simpsons? I'm like, yeah. And now we just spend all day talking about The Simpsons. Yeah. You know, it's just, it brought us together. Yeah. Uh, so, Thomas suggested a regular segment uh, that he would call either It's an Albany Expression or No Mother, It's Just the Northern Lights. Anyway, um... He would like to get letters that we read from the fans about their favourite Simpsons-related stories. That would be cool. Hmm. I also thought it would be cool to start a YouTube series, what, bi-weekly or something, of us, five minutes long, whatever, running through Simpsons-related stuff that's happened in real life. I'm, um, I'm hetero-weekly, but uh, we can look at that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a cheap joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> Should I add in the... <laughs> you kind of need it. <laughs> um... Well, yeah, you do have a new fur baby. It's a, that's a dad joke. Oh, yeah, that's true. I got, I, if I sound tired, listeners, it's because i got a new Labrador at home. It's, um, and how did you not call it brown? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was staring me in the face. I know. Oh, how did, man, it's, I could probably change it. We've only had it for I, two or I three days. I told that to Ash, and Ash goes, no, nah, I'm not calling it brown. I'm like, do you, you don't get it. 
Well, Probably not. <laughs> no. Ash doesn't like novelty names in general. Just Murphy Brown. But I had a great moment. So, like, you know, it's an eight-week-old puppy, so it's on, like, a three-hour sleep cycle, and I had to get up at one o'clock in the morning to take it out to the toilet, and I'm like, oh, Have you ever it up and on? gone... Ah, oh, fuck it. It can stay there. <laughs> no, no, I couldn't do that. But I was like, this is awful. I'm going to... I'm sitting there. It's cold outside, so I'm on the couch just keeping an eye on it. Like, I need to turn the TV on to try and wake myself up. What time's this? One o'clock. Quarter past one. I'm still awake at this point I editing. Flick, <laughs> I flick the TV on. Lo and behold, I'm in the middle of a Rocky marathon. Uh, I'm three quarters of the way through Rocky 2. And I just... I, oh, you'll be able to see my face, but I'll try to vocalize this for listeners. Like, oh, what's going on? Ooh. <laughs> Sat there for the next 45 minutes. Really? <laughs> Puppy came back in, fell back asleep on my lap. I'm like, we're not going anywhere yet. <laughs> that is good. Um, all right. Now, I've got another story to read. Oh, by the way, let's just reiterate that. So, we want you guys to send in mailbag at fourfingerdiscat.com.au anything that's happened to you in real life that relates to The Simpsons. So, obviously, Tom, was it Tom? Kuzma? It was Tom. So, so, Tom was doing an art class and Sending the Clouds came on. He had no idea it was a real life thing or a real song. It, other people in the class appreciated the fact that he didn't know it as well. It brought him together. Yeah. That kind of stuff. So, is that what we want? Preferably, like, how did the Simpsons... How did you bond over that's Simpsons? A, that's an example. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, there's another story I, uh, you're going to read out soon. I am from Steve Brocken... Yes. Brockenbrow? It's a good name, isn't it? Brockenbrow. Brockenbrow. This is it's another example of what Hello, happens. Hello, I'm Kent Brockenbrow. Yes. Uh, hi Mitch and Dando Love the show Me and my friend Matt Listen every week From Liverpool UK And we're so happy To find some other Simpsons obsessed guys Out there Well thank you very much To yourself Liverpool's one of my Favourite places I was there Five years ago Got to go on the Beatles tour It was great Stayed at the Beatles Hotel as well, well You guys are practically buddies mm. I was recently going on holiday With my girlfriend To a music festival in America And decided that we needed To make some funny Obscure TV reference t-shirts To take with me Because Well they're the best Kind of t-shirt That's true You can never have enough Of those sorts exactly of t-shirts Exactly right yep. You're wearing a Stillwater t-shirt Right now Do you like it? I do <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to get a, uh, Oh shit What's his name? Lester Bangs t-shirt What's that? That's Philip Seymour Hoffman's character from oh, that movie. Of course. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's his great speech about how we're uncool. Yeah. I stumbled across a t-shirt with Kirk's drawing of dignity on it from a millhouse divided and no other clue as to origin and immediately purchased it. Anyway, fast forward to the next day of the festival and I'm there pitching a tent. Really pitching a tent, not a youth. Have you read this the whole way through, by the way? No. You're going to love where it goes. Okay. I, I like reading them for the first time. Yeah. Uh, that way they get a fresh... The listeners get a fresh so kind me, of response. He's, he's from, the, from Liverpool and he's in America. Mm, okay. Uh, in his Dignity t-shirt, an American guy in the next camping spot over shouts, Oh my, that is a very obscure Simpsons reference. Dando and Mitch would love that. Holy shit. How cool is that? <laughs> my brain nearly melted. I've never met the... I love that that guy has just said Dando and Mitch and assumed that he's going to know who he's talking about. I love he said my name first. <laughs> <laughs> well, you always introduce yourself. But that's like... So, someone from the other side I don't of the know world, what that's like. from England, went to America, and someone in America said, Dando and Mitch would like that. Not that that's a good Simpsons shirt. Dando and Mitch would like that. How cool is that? That's like someone from Ireland goes to Canada with a ukulele and starts plucking a little tune, and, so, and like they, they start doing like a cover of Rich Girl, and someone's like, oh my, that's a very obscure Hall and Oates quote. They <laughs> <laughs> would love that. It's not like that at all. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> My brain nearly melted. Never met. <laughs> Jesus. His brain nearly melted, as mine has nearly melted. Yeah. Guy that he's never met lives thousands of miles apart. Not only did he immediately catch on the reference, but he clearly listens to the show. I never got his name, but somehow I didn't catch him again. This is like serendipity now. Like, 
going to be looking for each other for the rest of their lives. <laughs> They're both going to be listening to this now. And going, that, that, that's the guy. That's the guy. How do you connect me now, with so, him? So that guy that, from America has now listened to the name. What's his name again? Uh, Stephen Brokenbro. Spell the last What's, name. Uh, B-R-O-C-K-E-N-B-R-O-W. Okay, American listener, if you remember saying that to the guy wearing, to Steve, wearing the DJ Contact shirt. us and we'll get you in touch. We've or got you his just, details. Just add him on Facebook. Just be well, great. do that as well, but <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to be in control. Yeah. But that's um, a really cool story. That so is that, a really cool that's story. That's another thing Simpsons related that happened in real life. It doesn't matter that we were involved. It's just someone liked his Simpsons shirt. Mm, so it's better that we were involved. Yeah. I care more. <laughs> <laughs> so mailbag at fullfingerdiscount.com. It's going to be called It's an Albany Expression. Yeah. Okay. And... Finally, we're going to end off with My Two Cents. I'm Kent Brockman, and that was My Two Cents. My Two Cents this week comes in from Paul Roderick. So, Paul's wife, who, for the sake of anonymity... That's a hard word. Being anonymous. (laughs) Uh, We'll go by the name of Linda R. (laughs) Has parents who are tight asses. On a trip with her uncle and aunt recently, my wife's parents invited the uncle and aunt over for breakfast at their van. After what I assumed was a nice breakfast of bacon and eggs and toast, my wife's uncle and aunt asked her parents what they were going to do with the last two bits of toast. To which they replied, they can eat them or they will toss them out. To which the uncle and aunt replied, can we take them home? We will reheat them for tomorrow morning's breakfast. Oh, man. How do you go about reheating toast? <laughs> I hate reheating bread. Like if, when, so dry. When you've got pizza and you're reheating pizza, any more than 30 seconds, ruined. I don't put it in the microwave. I go in the oven. <sighs> of course you would. Yeah. I just yeah. eat it cold. It takes longer. <laughs> well, yeah, mostly I'll eat it cold, but I will not have soggy microwave pizza. To me... Not in my house. No, to me, cold pizza, better the next day. Like, I love cold pizza. Amazing. Mm. Depending on the topping, some uh, pizzas- Barbecue sauce, no good. Yeah, yeah, no, they're not. Tomato base is better. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, so yeah. Aussie, uh, like an Aussie pizza, your um, traditional ham, bacon, and egg, uh, cheese, obviously. Yep. That's really good to have yep. cold the next day and, uh, you know, an appropriate breakfast food. Moral of the story, Linda R. Is it Linda? Linda R. Type parents. Sort, you, sort Sorry. your parents out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, parents are uncle and auntie. Whatever. I've, I've gotten side. Stop sort microwaving bread. Sort your life out, mate. Now, wasn't there Sorry. another My Two Cents story you were going to read? That's the only one that I've got at the moment. Okay. Uh, well, I do have another one, but we'll save it for next week. Save it for next week, because we yeah. didn't have one in the last All episode. All of the ones that I found before you came in and gave me a dossier <laughs> and said, this is what you're reading out. Monkey I'm boy I won't do it from now on I'm sorry <laughs> So thank you all for listening to our review of Black Widow Hope you enjoyed it Thank you for welcoming me back into your homes Yeah, your do you feel ears. like you're back in the groove now? A little bit You started off slow, you weren't speaking much you I was, was nodding I was. <laughs> yeah, there was that, that was a mistake uh, But we must remind you that we have a Simpsons trivia night coming up Or four of them, in fact September 28th, 29th, September 30th and October 1st If you're in Australia, in particular if you're in Melbourne Mm-hmm. Over that weekend, make sure you come to it. It's going to be a great night. We're hosting it. It's going to be no shenanigans going on, is mm-hmm. there, Mitch? No, ab- none whatsoever. It is going to be one of... I, I'm happy to comfortably say it will be the single greatest trivia night that's ever been run in the history of the world. Yeah, I, I'll agree. Yeah, like at, at the very least, it's going to be that. Honestly telling you, we are putting in so much effort. Like if you're a Simpsons fan, you will absolutely love this night. It's Just- going to be amazing. And yeah. we'll, call, we'll call out the elephant in the room. It is absolutely in no way connected with some previous Simpsons trivia nights that had been run. Apparently bad. Apparently bad. You were shaking your head, and I wasn't sure if you were shaking it to say, don't call out the elephant in the room. (laughs) (laughs) Or to say, no, it won't be like that. Um, But no, this is us. This is completely us, independent of anything else, and it's going to be fantastic. Yes, we really want to kick it off with a bang, so make sure you get your tickets. Go to stickytickets.com.au forward slash discount forward slash events. 
get them now before they sell out because they're going to sell out very, very fast. Mm. They're selling out like what? What's the word? Hotcakes? Um, Do hotcakes sell that fast? We love to use the word hotcakes for selling fast, but... Yeah, I've never seen them. I've never on- purchased a hotcake. No, I've never purchased a hotcake and I've never... But Well, maybe I have. I've certainly never been told, sorry, we're out of hotcakes. <laughs> never in my life have been told that. Also, please uh, rate and review us in the iTunes store. We really do appreciate it. love reading all the new reviews each week. Like us on Facebook, which you probably already have. Follow us on Twitter and follow us on Instagram as well. I'm going to be a lot more um, busy on the Instagram lately. You're going mm. to get back into the Twitter again. I posted a couple of things whilst you were away, but yeah, I'll get back into the Twitter. Yes, get back into the Twitter. Yep. Tell. I like, I like the. Um, I like the Twitter. Yes. <laughs> Was there anything else? For I'm me not to good at it. I'm bad at social media. <laughs> my weakness it's the only thing you have to do uh, well I do this I talk so do I <laughs> listeners just call me if you want to talk to us if you- <laughs> forget 0, 4, 3, the- 2. Forget, forget the Twitter just come around to my house <laughs> we should start doing like live streams people can just talk to us that'd be cool that'd yes. be amazing how many Twitter followers do you have only well 43 but I've got like 80,000 people in my backyard <laughs> exactly what it's like. It'd be so much better. People say... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. There's something else I need to mention. I can't remember what it is now. Oh, you're throwing me... Oh, the premium podcast. If you haven't downloaded it yet, please make sure you do it. Fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash premium dash podcast. Yes. It's a dollar a do per episode, Bart versus Australia, and you only move twice. We're going to be doing Cape Fear next. If you've got a suggestion for a premium podcast you'd like us to do, send us an email, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. If you've got a My Two Cents story, it's it's an Albany expression story. It's a new thing now. Mm-hmm. Or if you've just got a question you'd like answered in the mailbag, it's mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. We will get around to asking as many questions as we possibly can. We do read all emails. Yep. Whew, Mitch, any final words? For listeners, before we let them go for another fine week of Four Finger Discount. No, thanks for putting up with me, guys. I've been awful. This is perfectly honest. This has been this has been a rusty return. I agree. <laughs> Shh.